Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. We did get to Africa, and uh, that was fun. We did three very long flights over there. It was physically challenging to go, but um, we ended up in a very Muslim country and at one of the airports and I told Bill I said now you better behave in this airport I don't want to end up not going to the field to preach the gospel so I left him for 10 minutes when I went to the ladies room and I come out and he was sent into the Muslim prayer rooms to go find someone's husband and I'm like Bill, what are you doing in there? But uh, yeah, he went in there and looked around and he did make it out, thankfully. But uh, we did preach the gospel over there. We went into some schools, not as many as we would have liked. But we did a woman's conference and we saw some incredible healings at that conference. You know, women just seem to always open up a bit easier than men do and for some reason, I don't know why, but they, they like to take the longer trip around. I don't, but, but anyway, we did have another conference after that, and we did, it was, the conference was mobilizing for revival, getting ready for revival. I really believe we need to get ready for revival and believe they're coming in, and we, what do we do with them when they come in? And so we got to prepare for that and what what happens we need all hands on deck in this season for sure we went to down to alabama <clears throat> we received um a lot of good in, information down there trying to you know just be there for a family down there that was very close to us that lost the leader the apostle over their church and they're trying to recover and go forward and so that's we went down there to support them in that se- in this season so it's been uh you know great doing that and then of course as soon as we came back from africa we had 24 hours to be in new york at this tent meeting so i'm not sure you know what was going on there but we w- it was amazing to- <laughs> who he he says yes to things and and so we're at this tent meeting and i i didn't know what time i was on if i was on africa time or canada time or atlanta time or whatever time but we had it was like we were preaching the gospel and we people the music drew them in and people there were muslim families came in in the united states that gave their life to the Lord and started going to the, like, this is, this is the answered prayer, because I've wanted, I see this in Africa, but I want to see that here, and uh, yeah, we, we were out at the encounter there, and there was lots of healings, and the gospels being preached, so that's amazing to have this here in Canada, that we can see the, the power of God 
coming to our regions and and uh, you know that's because people are praying so I encourage you all to keep praying and get involved you know we all have to run this race together and push forward in this season amen so with no further ado let's let's bring Bill Ferguson do some house rearranging. Hope you don't mind. Praise God. wife told me to behave tonight, and my other mom there told me to behave. She's watching me. And if that's not bad enough, we got Pastor Chiller keeping close eye on us. Well, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we can come tonight to worship you, to fellowship with you, to hear from you. We pray that, you, Holy Spirit, that we'd honor you here tonight, that we respect you here tonight, and that, Holy Spirit, we give you all the praise and glory and honor. We pray that you would open our eyes to see what you want us to see tonight, open our ears to hear what you want us to hear, and, Lord, break up the hardness in our heart that we can receive from you tonight. And we just thank you for that. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you a funny, funny story. Because uh, sometimes I do whatever. I just, I just do whatever. And, and so I'm in Africa, and I had one of these African suits on. You know, the... Like a, you were wearing a dress and had pants on. One of them. And so, in fact, it was the, the suit that from the apostle that had passed away. And his wife, when we were down there, gave it to us. So I believe they had the anointing from the, of the apostle that went home to be with them. But anyhow, I had this on. And I mind my own business being paid myself. And I'm preaching the, the gospel... And I know, brother, you would never do this, but I can sometimes do what I ought not to do. But anyhow, I'm, I'm just preaching, and there's a guy in front, an American preacher, that's on part of the team. So I go to walk by him, and the Holy Spirit said, I pick him up. And I said, well, pick him up. He said, just pick him up. I don't know. So I pick him up, but I got him in my arms. But I don't know why I pick him up. But pick him up, and then the Holy Spirit said, that if you can't run, God will carry you. So I'm like this, and I'm, I got this guy up. It was one of them. My brain didn't think about it till he's in my arms. So I got him in my arms. So first of all, I thought, man, he's heavy. <laughs> and so I'm carrying him. But then the second thing that happened is he was up against my pants, the, his weight. 
So Dan, I've got the dress on, nobody can see, but I know that he's up against my pants and my pants are coming down. <laughs> and, and so quickly, I took him and I threw him back on the chair. And, and, and so, and at the time, everybody's snapping pictures and I could see my pants down to my ankle and I'm snapping pictures. But thank God I got him there. I threw him on the chair and got back to get focus on. So I'm not going to carry anybody tonight. <laughs> just, just let you know. There was, a, there was a couple other details, but uh, you guys don't need all the details. I'm just trying to break up that we're family, and I'm telling you, the odd time I do whatever, and my wife tries to keep me in line, but sometimes it don't work out like that. So, so I believe, listen to me, and I'm praying, and I know that every, every minister says that, and it all sounds good, sounds spiritual, Every minister says, I, I prayed and I've got a word for you. Well, uh, I don't really say that, but I know that I spent the time and, and really what I, I like preaching about fire and, you know, wow, and gifts. And the Holy Spirit said no. When I said, and my wife would tell you, I spent days in, a, in my office with the laptop, with the Bible, and with a notepad beside me, and I said, God, I want to know what you want for your people at Big Church. Because you know what? Is sometimes we need a meal that we need. Amen? Come on. This it says that a minister feeds the people a meal. Come on. And so sometimes it's a meal that we don't want. I'll go over this side. Sometimes it's a meal we don't want, and sometimes it's a meal that we do want, right? So I don't know where you are tonight, but I, I believe I got a meal. It's like, it like my wife gives me greens. I don't like greens. But she gives to me anyhow, and then I find out that, you know, greens are good for you. It's just not in the good taste, that's all. And so, so I believe, listen to me, I believe it's a word for you guys and a word, listen, cut off your, just shut down your brain of your human thinking and expand and open up to what God is really saying to you and to the body of Christ. Come on, come on, we've got to, if we keep doing the same old what we've been doing, guess what? We're not going anywhere. Come on, and we're spinning in circles and going nowhere. Come on, when you go, when you go across Canada and see where, where, where we are, come on, let's be honest. When you see where we are, it's time that we've got to say, God, we're going we're gonna to put the brake on and we're going to hear what you are saying onto your church because we are going to be the most mightiest, most powerful group in the whole world. But how does that going to work? How do we get there and where do we go from here? So listen to me. First of all, uh, I need to tell you that these pastors, listen to me, these pastors are of God and they 
faithful people, and they love and had love and compassion for people. Do you know, we go all over and we see people leaving the church all the time, all the time. But listen to me, the Word of God says that pastors look out for your what? Soul. And so people are leaving and they're saying whatever reason, but I'm here to tell you that in this day, in this day, it said, do not forsake assembling yourself together as the what? Day draws near and the day is drawing near and we better hold on to the local church and to pastors because they are looking out for a soul because I'm here to tell you there's somebody that wants our soul. There's somebody that's reaching out to take us out. But then you got pastor that anointed by God, gifted by God to look out for your soul. Do you know, people ask me all the time, my, you're evangelist. You don't need anybody. You don't, you, you don't need a church. You don't need ministers. And I tell them, no, I've got a lot of people. Because my wife will tell me, I need a lot of people looking out for me. Amen. And amen, even here, they, we're not just friends. I just don't come to minister. These are, I tell them all the time, I joke with them, they, these are my mom and dad. Another mom and dad, sorry. You're my mom too. But, you know, I got a lot of moms and dads. But, you know, to, I, I respect them that at any given time they can phone me up and say you're off or you need to do this. Because why? I know they anointed by God, gifted by God to what? Look out for my soul, her soul. Come on, and when you're out there running, you need some people that really, truly loves you and cares for you and will look out for you. Come on, but we all need that. Come on, this is not a day to back away, not a day to let go, not a day to say, I don't need anybody. We do. Right? We do. And, and so hear me by the Spirit of God. God is, listen to me, we, we can, God, there's a time that we sit back and we pray and we do whatever and we do church. But listen to me, that this is the day that there's going to be a change in what we call church. Come on, there's going to be a change in Christianity like we know. Listen to me, there's no more the time to sit back and stand back and cry. Them days are crying is over. Now it's the time to get up and move. Get up and move. Get up and move. Come on, listen to me. We can sit in church all we want, but it's time to rise up and say, come on, do you know, listen, but most of you are not honest. That was the greens you didn't like. Come on, come on. Most Christians are not honest. Come on. Y'all look at me. Come on. But if we were honest, if we were honest, we would say to ourselves, we sit in church and we sit there week after week, but inside of our heart, we're really not happy. Inside of our heart, it's just another meeting that we went to. It's just, uh, just same old, same old. Because listen, we can say we can say it's the pastor's fault, it's the minister's fault, but listen to me. If we have not got God, we're going to be with the most miserable people around. Listen to me, I don't care. I've sat with not good meetings. I've sat in good meetings, but I went over there with the joy 
unspeakable, full of glory, because it's not the one up here, but I know the one up there. And he grabs me, he fills me, and I rejoice in him, not a person. But most Christians are just going to church. Most Christians are just sitting there. But they don't tell anybody. They just pretend that they're happy. But they have not moved. They have not seen God. They are miserable. But God wants to rise up and he wants to touch his people. He wants to touch you and I. And he wants to raise us up to do what he's called us to do. Come on. Listen, I've been going for a week after week after week after week. My wife and I, so I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Like, you know, I could preach all night. I really could. Are we all in for it? Right. I got permission, Pastor. So this is, I'm never, in fact, not only this a word for you guys, but I've never preached anything like this in my life, so it's really interesting. So I wanted to talk to you about two promises in life. Two promises in life. The one that God makes to us and the one we make to God. The one God makes to us and the one that we make for God. Do you know that you know, we've all had broken promises in our lives. Come on, we've all had broken promises. Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's, you know, our, our spouse, our family, but, you know, well, even in church. Come on, don't look at me like that. Don't pretend it's all right. Come on, we've even in church has had broken promises. Come on, I've had, I've had face-to-face conversation with leaders that had broken promises in my life, that had said, I'm going to do this, but not do it. And, and, and so what every sin, when that broken promises, guess what happened? Then you begin, you say, I forgive you, right? And you say, I'm going to forgive, but guess what? There's a broken promise in your heart, and you can't, you know in yourself, you can't grab a hold of a promise because then you think, no, this one broke the promise. This one broke the promise. This one broke the promise. And then listen to me, unaware you don't even believe the promises of God anymore. You say amen to them, amen to them, but inside of you, there's something inside of you that says, you know what? I've been let down too many times. I've got promises that didn't come through. I made promises that I didn't go through. I'm here, listen to me, I'm here by the Holy Spirit to stir up the promises that you made to God. Come on, when you came to God, come on. When you and I came to God, we made some promises. And you hear me on this. God said, I'm about to, listen to me, I'm about to answer promises. That, that promises that I said I would do, promises that I would say that the backsiders are coming in. Come on, that the people are been coming in, the harvest is coming in, that the church, God said, I'm about to, hear me on this, I'm about to make the promises good for my people, for my church. But, 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 and I said, what's the but, but, but? He said, but, he said, I'm collecting on the promises they made for me. Let that sink in for a minute. So God is not just a giver and say, well, you do whatever. I don't care. Don't be faithful. I don't care. But God said, I'm going to, 
I'm going to begin to do promises like never before. And my, my people will see promises like never before. Answer that have not been answered in years. But he said, I'm collecting the promises that they made in their heart to me. So think about when you first came to God. And you were all excited about God. What promise in your heart that was in your heart that you promised? God, I promise. I promise to give you my whole life. I promise to serve you. I promise to be faithful. And then life comes. Then life comes. Then people around you begin to, to break promises in your life. And then before you know it, before you know it, you begin not to trust anybody. Because people have broke promises in your life over and over. Listen, the people are uh, the most unfaithful people in the world is right now. In the church and out of the church. Come on, this is not out of the church, but it's in the church. And, and then we grab a hold of it and say, you know what? You know, they never kept any promises, so why should I? Inside of myself, say, you know, they didn't keep any promises, so, so why should I keep promises? And then we go into this, what we call Christianity, but I call it just a form, a religion, denying the power thereof. Do you, know, do you know that we could tell you miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle? Why? Not because we're great, but we put a, we put, we challenge God and we say, God, either you're God or not. And you said that if we preach this gospel, that you would manifest the power thereof. Listen to me. If you want the authority and the power and the anointing in your life, you better begin to say, you know what, God, I made some promises to you and I didn't keep them. But today, I repent of Today I turn on them. Today I'm going to fulfill every promise that you I put over to you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you myself. Come on. We've all had broken promises. You know, I've, I've said here before that I've, I've been promised some stuff in my life that had not been what I expected to be. I, I had some promises that broke me and I wanted to give up and I just wanted to push away people I didn't want to trust anybody anymore anybody can you relate with that that you you know the broken promises and you think why 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 but I'm here to tell you God wants to quicken that inside of you tonight he wants to quicken that promises that you promise him. He wants to bring it and speak life on it. Listen to me. There's a, listen to me. You've got to hear what I'm saying. There's going to be a great move of God like the world has never seen. But listen to me. There's, it's not going to be someday, one day, and you know, 100 years down the road. I'm telling you that God's about to, something big's going to happen in the church, but I'm here to tell you, there's that same as there's something big that's going to happen in the church, but there's going to be a great falling away. Listen, if we're not holding on to God, if we're not grabbing God, if we're not moving for God, then I'm telling you I'm, that we're just going to back away, fall away, and we wonder how we got there, but God is looking for some people that said no matter 
matter what, I'm going to serve you no matter what. This is the day that I promise you and I'm going to keep my promises. This is the day that I'm changing my life and I'm going to get serious. Come on. Come on, God is raising up a faithful army, but I'm here to tell you, he only takes the faithful. Come on, he only takes the faithful. Do we want to just keep sitting in church? Keep sitting in church. Keep sitting in church. There, listen to me, friend, there's so much more for you and I. There's so much more. This is the day. This is the day that he's rising up. Some people, this is the day that he's anointing some people. This is the day that he said, I'm going to keep my promise to you. I promise you, and I'm going to keep it. This is it. I don't know, I just want to walk by, so I'm just going to throw it out. But you're about, listen to me, you're about to move into unknown territory. And when you move into it, you won't have a clue what to do, what to say. But God said, I'm going to be with you. And the promises, come on, the promises that I put in your heart, even back in the day, I see you as a lung girl, and you're standing in a room, and you're saying, and you're making some commitment, some promises to him. But God said, today is the day that I'm moving you into the unknown territory, and I'm going to release you of what I put in you. The promises shall be and will be because I can trust you, because of your faithfulness. This is the day that I'm going to release you, I'm moving you, and you you will not know where. You will not know what to do. But as you obey me, watch what I'm going to do in and through you this day. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So I just want to tell you about some of the promises that God will put out there. Because you know what? Sometimes we, because people are unfaithful in their promises, then we put God in that picture. And we begin to draw God who we are and who people are. And we draw this picture. And you know, no matter how great our artists that we are, we can never draw the real picture of who he really is. Come on, I want to encourage you. I'm going to, I'm going to go through some of the word where he made some promises and he will keep them. And this, I hope this quickens your spirit, enlightens your spirit, and say, wow. You know, when I was reading this, I'm thinking, all I could say is, wow. God, wow. Wow. Because he made some serious promise that he will keep. So if you have a year to hear, I want you to listen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the one main one, you can put that up now. Second Corinthians. So I'm going to, there's all kinds here. So I'm going to go through them fast. But I want you to listen to. Before I go there, listen to me. Listen to me. What have you and I settled into? What have you and I settled into? What have you and I settled for? Think of that. What have you and I settled into? And what have you and I settled, let it settle on us? Think of it. Because you know what? We can, we can just settle in to 
you know, and we need church. And we, you know, I love church. But I'm not, listen to me, I'm not going to settle in to a church and sit there and wait for Jesus to come and pick me up. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know why? You know why? There's people dying going to hell. Come on, there's people that God wants you to touch their lives before they die and go to hell. How are we making out with that? Because we settle in to what we call church. We, we let the settle on us of all that's out there. It settles on us. And we camp out there. Listen to me. As great as church is, and we need it, and praise God for it, right? But this is not the picture. This, there's so much more than this. Come on. Come on. God, it's time, listen. Listen to me. By the Spirit of God, it's time to cry no more. Cry no more, but move. Cry no more, but move. It's time to move. It's time to move. Because, listen to me, the most mightiest move of God is now, and he's moving. But are we moving? What have we settled for? Well, you don't know. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what I went through. Who really cares? Who really cares, pudding cup? Get over it. That went over good. Come on. Poor you. Well, it's poor us, all of us. Get over it. Get over it. And rise up and do what God wants you to do. Some of you are sitting here right now. Listen, some of you are sitting here right now. The Holy Spirit just said to tell you some of you are sitting right here. And you, in your heart, you've got broken promises in your heart that you made to God a long time back. And you just settle in. Whatever reason, you settle in. God said, it's time to unsettle. It's time to unsettle. Come on, it's time to unsettle. Because you, you know. Come on. You know. You made the promises because you came and you were so thankful for what God done. But life came. But life came, and it's real for all of us. And you know what? People hurt us. People broke promises in their life. People were, you know, me. And we keep backing away, backing away, until we're so far back, and then now we're not keeping any of the promises we made to God himself. But hear me on this. God is going to keep his promise. We're going to see, listen to me, we're going to see more promises than we ever could imagine. And in the church, that he's going to collect. He's going to collect from you and I. He's going to challenge us and say, you know, no, no, you made promises to me. No, you made promises to me. Yeah, but. No, yeah, but. He's, he, if you want the promises of God, he's going to collect the promises we made. It's a two-way and so here's some of the promises that God made. Jesus said yes to all of God's many promises. It is through Jesus that we say, let it be so when we give thanks to God. That's 2 Corinthians 1.20. Genesis 26.31a. 
They get up early in the morning. When did they get up? Early in the morning. There's many places early in the morning will I rise and I'll spend time with him. I will seek his face early in the morning. Come on. Yeah, but you know, I want to seep in. I want to just lay and rest. Well, Jesus had the same problem in the garden. Come on. But because they didn't get up and pray when they ought to, they didn't get up and go after God when they ought to, the enemy came, and then they said, okay, we're, we're ready now. And he said, too late, your enemy's already upon you. Come on. We, listen to me. This is a day that we better get a hold of God because you think, you think the enemy's been upon us? You ain't seen nothing yet. The enemy's coming. Come on. And the only protection is going to be in Christ, led by the Holy Spirit. Come on. I know that we don't jump them down. Everybody likes to say, you know, and don't hear what I'm not saying, but everybody likes to say, well, wow, we're, in a, we're in a great revival. Ah, oh, we're just so blessed. We're all, wow, we're in a bubble. Oh, never works for me, but if it works for you, go ahead. Because we're not in a great revival. We're not in a bubble. We're not just totally blessed. And if you are, you come and take this mic, and I'm sitting down, baby, because I want to hear how that works for you. Because we got real life, real world around us. Come on. But we got a real God that loves us and blesses us and, and fights on our behalf. So, Genesis 26, 31. They get up early in the morning, and then what? And made promises to each other. Joshua twenty three fourteen, see today I am going. See today I am going the way of the earth. Know that all your hearts and all your souls that are one, and all that the good promises that the Lord God made to you has been broken, and all have come true for you. Not one of them has been broken. Not one of the promises that God ever makes that he ever breaks. Come on. We do, but he never, never does, never will. Psalms 22, 25. My praise will be from you in the big meeting of worship. Where are we? In the big meeting, big church, big meeting of worship. Come on. Psalm 22, 25. My praise will be from you in the big meeting of worship. I will keep my promises to him in front of those who fear him. Come on. Psalm 61, 8. So I will, I will sing thanks to your name forever, and I will keep. My promises day by day. And you have heard that it was said long, long ago, you must not make a promise you cannot keep. You must carry out the promise to the Lord. Come on. 
Genesis 18:19. For I have chosen him so that he, will, he may teach his children and sons and the house after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and fair so the Lord may bring to Abraham, and we are the blessings of Abraham, to Abraham what he promised him. Come on. We got promises of God, but because we got broken promises, we don't even believe the promises of God anymore. We say, yeah, 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 I've heard it. No, we better hear it. We better hear it. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 33, 1. The Lord said to Moses, go you away from this place, you and your people, and you have brought out of the land of Egypt. So the land that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your children. Who are we? Who are we? Are we not Abraham's children? Are we? And he said that the promises I made to Abraham, that I will give to who? Children. To your children. That's us. Come on. I know this is going over good, Lord. And maybe I pick someone up and carry them tonight. I'll tighten up my belt and carry the person. <laughs> God is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of man. He is he should be sorry that for what he said, he's he has he said, and will he not do it? Has he said, and will he not do it? Has he spoken, and will he not keep his word? Come on. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you. Come on. May the Lord, Deuteronomy 1.11, may the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times as many as you are. May he bring good to you just as he's promised you. Come on. This is, come on. You, you're all sitting there like, this is like, at least get a bit excited. At least get a smile on your face. Pretend you're happy for me. You're all sitting there, well, he said bring good to me. Oh, I don't know. He said that he blessed me. Oh, I don't know. He promised me. Oh, I don't know. Cut it out. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Acts 2.39. This promise is to you and your children. It is to all the people everywhere. To all the people everywhere. It is to many as the Lord our God will call. Come on. I think he wants to remind them how good he is. And have faithful to keep his promise. Come on. Romans 4, 16. So God promise is to be given to us because we put, what? We put our trust in him. We can be sure of it. Is because his loving favor to us. His loving favor to us. And it's for the family of Abraham. And is it for those who obey the law is for those who put their trust in God as Abraham did. And this is the way as the fathers to all, what? Christians. To what? 
to all Christians. Second Peter 3.9a, the Lord is not so by keeping his promise as some people think he's waiting for you. Come on, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for me. We say, God, come on, where's your promises? God, where are you? God says, no, no, no. I'm not told to give my promises. I'm waiting on you. It's a two-way. He's collecting. Listen to me. He's collecting promises. And why did I know? Because when I was in my room doing this, I was writing it, but then he's shouting me. He said, I'm going to collect some promises that you made to me. I said, yeah, but God. And he said, no, no, yeah, buts. He said, I'm collecting. Do you want these promises? I'm collecting the promises you made to me. And that's what he's going to do. He's collecting in these days the promises that we made to him. You are happy because you believe. You are happy because you believe. Everything will happen as the Lord told you it would happen. Who told you? Who told you that it wouldn't be? Who told you that you couldn't get into your destiny? Who told you that you were done? Who told you that you're hopeless? Who told you that you'll never be blessed? Who told you? Who told you? Wasn't God. Come on. You're happy because you believe everything will happen as the Lord told you it would happen. Luke 1.45. Romans 4.20. Abraham did not doubt God's promise. His faith in God was strong and he gives thanks to God. Do you know when I, when I got to that verse, you know what God revealed? That he said, most of my people doubt me. Because of broken promises. And you know what doubt means? Doubt and unbelief. You know what God says about that? He said it's an evil heart. That's what he said. And, and we'd be lying if we'd say, well, I've never doubted God. Yes, we have. You know, I've doubted many times. Saying, you know, you've said, but. I know you're all more spiritual than I am. You've never been there. I've been there many times. But then when, I, when he said, do you know what doubt is? He says, doubt and unbelief is an evil heart and wickedness. Come on, I, 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 know somebody that, uh, I know somebody that knows the word, and, and she'll put it like this. She'll say, the person will say, I know God says this, but, or God said this, if. And I almost like to grab her and shake her a little bit. But my wife wouldn't let me. But what do you mean? I know God says this, but. I know God said this, if. There's no but with God. There's no if with God. God will do what he said he'll do. God promises his yes and amen. And we need to shake off the nonsense that people have attached to us, has put on us, and broken promises. And we need to break through that and the hurt from that and says, you know, I'm going to begin to trust again. I'm going to begin to ignite the promises that you have put in my heart, and I'm going to see them fulfilled. This is the day. 
This is the day. Come on. This is the day that God said, I want to fulfill my promises, but I want you to fulfill your promises. And we all, we all make promises. Have you ever made promises to your family, your friend, that you didn't keep? Come on. You got one honest person here. There's only one, there's only one honest person in your whole church. Right here. <laughs> nobody else. Nobody else. They, they, they all, nobody made promises they didn't keep. They all, this one honest person. But we can go with the one. Praise God. All I need is the one. Come on, let's go and take this gospel. Come on. Some I can trust you. You're honest. The other rest of you, I don't know. Come on, we all make promises we have not kept. Come on. So it's not just people made promises that they didn't keep. We made promises that we didn't keep. Come on. But this, listen to me. You have to hear me on this. This is the day that the promises that we made to God, it's the day that we get right and say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do them promises. Come on. God has not forgotten them. God has not forgotten. Hear me on this. God has not forgotten them. But we're going to see the most mightiest outpouring of God promises. And there's thousands of them in these days. But he's going to, he, he wants something from us. Are we willing to say, you know what? I miss it. I mess up. For whatever reason, say, you know what, God? Today it changes. Today. Come on, today. Today. I'm going to let go of it. Because that's what I said, God. I said, to, I said, well, God, people got hurt, but they asked for forgiveness, and they forgive the person and all that. And you know what he said to me? I thought he said, yeah, you know, just something. You know what he said to me? He said, no, no, no. They, they said they forgive, and they're up, and they're okay. But inside of their heart, they hold on to the broken promises. Inside our heart. Is the most dangerous place in the whole world. It's, it's what's in here. Come on. God is, wants us to move forward. That's the church. It says, come on. Can, are you happy? That's not like Reinhard Bunky, because that's what he used to do. Reinhard Bunky be with these thousand people, and he'd shout in the mic, Are you happy? I don't think they are. Nobody's moving. Well, you, you, Sarah, and then I think you got your wife to laugh there a little bit. See, see, you're rubbing off already on people. Maybe go and whack each one here and get them. Come on. And because most of us are not happy. No, most of us lost joy. And we just go through the functions again and again. And again, have you noticed? Come on, have you noticed the church in our nation? Come on, wake up, wake up. You know, when we travel, I think one of my favorite prayers, God, save your church. God, save your church. Come on. We went from being a mighty force to where we are now. And that's why, listen to me, that's why if you do not have life, if there's not more than just having meetings, 
That's why we begin to fade away. We get discouraged. So then listen to me. Listen to me. You got to hear me. Some of you just come to church because you force yourself to come to church. Come on. In your heart? Come on. In your heart? You really don't want to come to church. Say, oh, we got to go again. Oh, we got to go again. You're like this brother now. I have to take you on the other side. He Now he's sitting there. Does that tell me that to get done or what? Oh, come on, I just encouraged you and built, built you up. Now you're, now you're there. <laughs> yeah. My watch is can't find it. Come on, listen to me. There's, there's so much more. There's so much. Like, you know, I tell people, and they look at me like I'm, I'm crazy. I said, I have fun. Serving God, I really do. Even I don't like the food in countries, and I don't like to travel. But I have fun with God. I do. You know, I, it's like, wow. You know, it's more than just this. Because you're special people that God hand pick, and he wants to touch you, and he wants to change you, and he wants to change the people around you. You can change people's lives. You can get people from hell into heaven. It's not just a guy with the mic in the hand. It's you that's in the marketplace. It's you that's in the grocery store. It's you that's around people. Come on. Where was it when I told that lady and she to grab a hold of, was it U.S.? Somewhere I grabbed a lady. I just went up to her and I said, I see you. And, but then she grabbed it. She, like she came and she was almost like dancing, going. I said, I see you with a cart in the grocery store, and you're going up and down the cart, and you're casting out devils, and you're healing the sick, and, and even if someone dropped dead, you're going to raise them. And I just was kind of making a point. She grabbed it. She came in the next day to the meeting, the tent meeting, and she was like, come on. Come on. Come on. But I see you doing that. I see you doing that. Oh, I don't think I can do that. No, but the Holy Ghost, God in you, the hope of glory. God wants to raise up some people that will wake up and raise up and say, you know, I'm not going to sit anymore, but I'm going to move. This is my day. Uh, this, this crowd's it's not too bad. This crowd don't know what to think. Come on. What, what's that dance you done, Aaron, to try to get people to do something at the, at the one church? You went like this or something like this? Or, what was that dance you done to kind of get people alive? Maybe can you get up? Maybe can you do it? What was that dance? Here, oh, look, look, look. Wow, wow, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, see? That lights them up well. Boy. Hey, man. Well, you're, you're hired, brother. Anytime I'm here, I'm getting you up to dance. That will liven that people up. Praise God. Look at that. You know, I've been preaching for whatever, and you're all just sitting there. He does a little wiggle, and you're wow, yeah. Boy. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Luke 145. No, I already said that. You're happy because you believe. Say, I am happy because I believe. 
Everything will happen in my life as the Lord told me it would happen. Amen. And then, you know, I read Abraham did not doubt. So, come on, put your hand on your heart and say, I will not doubt God promises anymore. Praise God. Everybody's going to get saved tonight. Numbers 23, 19. No, I already read that. Second Corinthians. No, I already read that too. Okay. No, I didn't. Second Corinthians. Yeah, I think no, no. Numbers 32, 24. Numbers 32, 24. I'll get it. The Holy Spirit has a hard time working with me, and I have a hard time sometimes working with him. Man, we'll get through it. He said, oh, no, he needs help. And yes, I do. And so build cities for your little ones and places for your cheap. I don't know if anybody got a cheap farm, but... And then do, listen, this is the part that I want you to hear. Then do what you have promised. Then do what you have promised. Psalm 76, 11, make promises to the Lord your God and keep them. Make promises to the Lord your God and keep them. Let all, let all who are around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared. So, so put your hand on your heart and say, God, every promise I made to you, I want to keep them this day. Amen. So now, now we're going to go another little turn here. So are you ready to take a turn? Right? Tonight we're going to get free of, of all the hurt and promises that was broken to you and not. But this is, uh, then I said, well, okay, God, now where do you go from this? Because, you know, this is not my cup of tea. That's my pastor friends there. They, they go all this and, and the teaching, anointing and that. And I just like throw a couple of verses and then jump on people. Shake them up or something. But, so this is, this is really hard for me. I'm trying to tell you it was hard for me. Do you feel sorry for me? Wow, what a crowd that is. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Just wait, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 5.33. You have heard that it was long ago. You must not make, listen to me, you must not make a promise you cannot keep. You must Carry out your promise to the Lord. Let me read that again. Matthew 5, 33. Jesus teaches what, what to say. You have heard that it was said long ago, you must not make a promise you cannot keep. You must not, I must not, make a promise that we cannot keep. You must carry out your promise to the Lord. Come on. And so, so I'm going to, I want to 
give you a little bit where God is going with this, with the Holy Spirit. And this is what he had shown me, and I thought, wow, 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 wow. And so he said that people that are, don't know God are filled with evil in the hearts, right? And so then he showed me, and he showed me I was going to do it, but then I'm afraid that you guys get nervous, and I think I'm going to throw it on you, and then y'all flip out and wouldn't listen to me. So I didn't do it. But I was going to bring a glass and have mud in it and dirt and that and show you how dirty that water is. And then we're trying to fill that water with a pure water, with clear water. But guess what? You can pour it in all you want, but the dirty water will be dirty. Come on. And so God said about the heart, listen to me, about the hearts of the people that don't know God is filled with evil. Filled with sin. Filled with pollution. Filled with dirt. Not because they're bad people, but they got a devil that, that fills them. Right? And so then, then God, have you ever, have you ever looked around and, and said what, how, that the evil has increased in our day? Or maybe you don't see it. I see it. And the evil has increased in our day. So God said about the hearts of the people that don't know him. And then he said, uh, he said, hear what I'm about to tell you. And when he says, hear what I'm about to tell you, is uh, you're saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And he said, in, in this day, so hear what I'm saying. In this day, their hearts filled with darkness and evil. Come on. And he said, but then, because we're, listen to me, we're in the last days, the devil then is putting on top of them more evil. And that's why he said it's increased because before, listen to me, before it was inside of them. There, it says, without God, we have what? We're nothing but evil hearts. So before he said it was in them, but because the devil knows that we're in the last day, the devil said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed it up, the darkness. I'm going to make it more evil. And he said, what the devil's doing, he said he's putting it on them now. They got the in them, and then now he's putting the on them. And I thought it was, well, I'm glad to hear the news. Wow, that's good. We're going to get more dark and more evil. Listen to me. This is a good part. Hear me. Hear me. This is good. And so then he brought me to Isaiah 61 2. I quote this all the time. I have for years, and I. And I wonder, you know, a little bit of God, but I didn't really get it because sometimes I take a long time to get it. Right, honey? You didn't have to come to an agreement with that. You could have said, no, honey, you, you know, you get it all the time. Mom, talk to her. But in Isaiah 61 and 2, it said, arise. Arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But God says, but, but the Lord will rise over you. And John 7, 38, he said, he who believes in me, that he said, out of the heart, rivers of living water will come out of them. Listen to me. And, and so then when he says, uh, he said, do you get that? And I said, well, you know, there's darkness on the earth. There's great darkness on the people, 
right? And what did he tell me? About darkness, evil in the heart, but now the devil is putting on them more evil on them. Now it's not just in them, but now it's on them. And he said, but I've got some good news for you and for my people. And I said, what is it? And he brought me to this. Listen to me. You have to listen. And he brought me this, and he said, he said, uh, when you came to Jesus, then the God came in you. Darkness went out of us. The light came in us. You Say with me. But he said, but. But he said, but now he said, the light is in you. But he said, now it's going to be upon you. Upon you. That, that it's going to begin to run. Listen to me. He said, it's going to begin to run like never before. The glory light of my people. Because he said, listen to me, and I can, I can back you up with the word here, and, and because it was in us, and listen to me. And, and so Jesus, when he walked the earth, he had the disciples, right? And he had the disciples, and, and he gave me this long time back, and I just kind of said, you know, what I said, and I don't even know what I said, but probably not what. But then he said, do you, he said you've said that, but you don't know what you're saying, do you? And I said, well... I hope I do. And he said, no, no, you didn't know the fullness of it. And he said, Jesus, before they went to the upper room, he received the Holy Spirit. Received the Holy Spirit. But he said, he said, my people miss out. I said, miss out? Wouldn't they miss out? He said, because then they came to me, and I went, receive the Holy Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit in us. But he said, this day is going to be like that day. And that day, he said, I not just give them the Spirit inside, but I put the Spirit of God on them, and they rise up, and they change the world. And this is what I'm going to do from that day. I'm going to do this day. And like the devils put evil and darkness on them, he said, now he said, I put, I went, Receive the Holy Spirit in you, but now I'm going to have my people, I'm going to put my spirit on them. And then when I put them on it, it's going to be in them, it's going to be on them, and it's going to run over, and we're going to see the glory of God touch people's lives like never before. Because they changed the world. And he said like they changed the world because they had God in them and God on them. That's why they went. They already had God in them. Why didn't, they, why didn't they have to go to the upper room? They had God in them. Why do we need any more God? We have God in us. But God, listen to me, but God is going to come on us. Because listen to me, I don't know if you heard it. You're not hearing. Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Is darkness covering the earth? Right? Amen. Come on. And then behold, and darkness is covering over the earth, but deep darkness of people, deep darkness of people. Come on, we've seen evil like never before in our day. Come on, we can whine, we can complain, we can get mad, but we need to get filled. We need the glory of God because he said but but he hear me my friend my brother said hear me he said but but the Lord will rise over you 
He will rise over you. He will give you the glory of God upon you. Now it won't be just in you, but it'll be upon you. And wherever you go, that spirit of God will run over on the people. And the evil will break the evil, break the darkness over people because God wants people set free. That's why we're here. We're not here to have nice meetings. We're here to get equipped by God and see people set free for the glory of God. And he is going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. The coming. And he said, listen to me. That's why I said today in your house, I said we need to get ready. Come on, tell yourself, I need to get ready. I need to get ready. Because the, listen, the porn of the Holy Spirit is coming upon us. And it's going to be the most fabulous time of God. But we've got to get ready. we got to get healed. we got to heal our hurt. we got to let go of the broken promises that's been in our life. And say, God, I need to be healed. God, I need to be because God said, I'm going to give my promises. I'm going to come with my glory upon my people. But they need to be healed. They need to be free. Because I can't what? I can't fill it up if there's dirt in it. You say, oh, how could I what? How could I have dirt in it? I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian. You can't. You can't. I can't. Because if we don't, if we carry the broken promises in their life. If we carry doubt and unbelief in our life. Come on. God says, come on, I didn't say it. But God said it's an evil heart. Wickedness. And guess what? He can't do what he wants to do with us and through us. But listen to me. He's looking for some people that says, you know what? You know what? I've carried this long enough. That's what he told me. He said, there's people, and there's people, you know, I believe this is not, it, you, it's funny that you are the prototype of it. You, like, she'll tell you, I'm, I had nothing, I wrote this for this church, for you people. So listen to me, I believe God sees more, listen to me, I believe God sees more in you than you see in yourself. And I believe that this word is not just for you, but God Choose to pick you as a prototype of what he wants to do. Come on, listen to me. I, and I'm not saying we're not, not getting revival and don't hear what I'm not saying. But we, I've seen revival come, revival go. I've seen that. Woo! Woo! Ah, well, I don't want a woo time. I want a God time. I want something in my life that's solid, that will move me and move the devil and save people's lives. What about you? What about you? What about you? Come on. This is not Christianity like we read in the book of Acts. But God will have the book of Acts one more time because the great writer, he's writing and he's got your name and he's writing. What do you want on your name? Do you want a blank piece of paper that when you come before God and he reads the book of Acts because the book of Acts has never closed of being written right now. It's being written right now. Do you or I want to come before God? And God says, here's the rest of the, the book of Acts. And you look and there's your name and it's blank. It's blank. And we can say, God, I would have. I wanted to. I should have. Listen to me. You're here now.
you're here now. So never mind you would have, you should have, you wanted to. Do it now. Do it now. Come on. It's, a, it's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. Let go of it. Let go of it. Let go of it. It's, it's embracing you. It's holding you down. It's holding you back. But God said you've got gifts inside of you. You've got anointing inside of you. Rise up this day and do something with it. And God wants to come on us and take out the devil. Come on, you old devils, take your ochres. Can I say that? I don't know even that. You don't write words, but that's all right. You're all devil take your hookers. You're all glorified Jesus people. Come on. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get the devil upset with me. He may get mad. He's mad at you anyhow. Why? He may hate me. He hates you anyhow. Why? He may come after you. He's coming after you anyhow. What world are you living in? But God tell you, any good fighter said, okay, I've taken enough blows. I've taken enough blows. And you may be bloody. You may be beat up. But you know what you do? You wipe the blood out of your eyes. And, and you're laying there and you're almost out of it. But then you get up and say, you know what? I've got one more fight in me. I've got one more fight in me. And then Jesus comes up behind you and he says, I'm going to put my hand in your hand and I'm going to give that devil one punch to take him out and then not to interfere with your life anymore for you can do what I've called you to do. Come on. Come on. If the fight's not over, it's not done. You are not done. You are here right now. It's not over until God says it's over. So rise up this day. Rise up this day in the fullness of God and do what he called you to do. Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecostal fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Listen to me. There's a new sound that's going to come from heaven. Come on. There's going to be, listen to me, there's... There's going to be a new sound. Listen to me. There's going to be a new sound in your worship. There's going to be a new song in your heart. And that song, when you're going to begin to worship, and that song, you're going to begin to take that song, and that's your words go out. People, listen to me. People are going to get free in the service. People are going to get delivered in the service. People are going to get healed in the service because there's a sound that God's going to give you. There's a new song in your heart that God wants you to release. Listen to me. Let God. Go, let go over here and step over here because there's a new place for you over here and God wants you to step over here and not keep over here but step over here and he's going to give you a new sound. He's going to give you a new song and you watch it. You watch it. You watch it. You watch it. Come on. Come on. Give Jesus a hand. Come on. Give Jesus. This is our best days. This is our best days. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
There appeared to them divided tongues as fire, and one sat on where? On each one of them. Where? Upon! Upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave out in this. Listen to me. Like the upper room, we want the, just a little tinkle of the fire. But no, we want, the, we want the Holy Spirit to come and rest upon us. Listen, the Holy Spirit came and in the, in the Jordan, when Jesus came out, the Holy Spirit rests upon him. Like the upper room, the Holy Spirit rests upon the 120, but they didn't, they didn't go and sit down and have nice meetings and wait for Jesus, but they went out to be a witness with the fire, the power, and the authority of Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit back in them. The Muslim guy that came into a tent meeting, when he came in, he came in to a tent meeting, never been in a Christian meeting, never. And he came in, I didn't see him, but he came in with his wife and kids, and then he took them back home, and then he came back, and he was only, so I can't even say it was my preaching. I thought, my preaching was so good, he got him saved. But I was just in the last five minutes, you heard five minutes. Oh, you know, five minutes of me, you you know, just do it. (laughs) Amen, I'll I'll get over on, I'll get on this side. This guy will, this guy likes me. He'll agree with it. But no, five minutes. Five minutes. I'm just closing and I'm talking about the heart. He came, five minutes. That's all he heard at the end. He came back to me. Never been in a Christian meeting. Never. And the leader called me over and said he wants to talk to you. And it's every preacher dream. I went over to him and he said, yes. He said, you said about the heart. God in my heart. He said, how do I get that God? In my heart, I thought, I almost fainted. I thought, is this real? And the pinch line said, man, is this real? And I said, well, so I give him a, a two-minute gospel preach. God sent Jesus who died for his sin, and then he's up in heaven, and then he sent the Holy Spirit, and we need the help of the Holy Spirit in our hearts to live this life. And then he said, I want it. I didn't wait till he changed his mind. I smacked the guy. And, and no lie, I didn't. I thought, he's not changing his mind. I got him now. And, and he went zoom on the ground. And he, listen to me. So he gave his life to Jesus. Saying in the spirit, get up. Got filled with the Holy Spirit. And he came to me and said, I'm bringing my wife and kids here. Muslim, first time in a Christian meeting. Come on. And it wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost. Come on. And why did I say that? We need the Holy Spirit. Come on, we need the Holy Spirit. Most of you are dry, wrinkled, dead, one foot in the grave, the other foot in the grave. Come on, that's the church. And most of it because we just give up on God. We give up on his promises. We give up on God's people. We give up on God's leaders. Because someone hurt you. Ah, oh, pudding cup. Someone hurt you. Ah, oh, come on up. We'll kiss you and hug you. And then I'll kick you. Well, that went over good. There's just lots of them there. They all just, they're ready for the door. Lock the door. Nobody leaves. Come on. Why? Listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. Is that we lack, listen to me, we lack 
the relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can come to the church till the cows come home. You can read to the whatever. You can pray to whatever. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to every day, every day, every day, every day. Come on. They are not to have the answers for your life. Are you kidding me? The Holy Spirit is. And they can agree with you. You come and say, you know what? I've been, I've been praying with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit said he's going to break this off my life. And they say, yeah, we can agree with that. Come on, let's, let's join together in faith. Come on, let it be done. But no, I don't want to take the time. I'm too busy. Come on. Busyness would bring bareness. Busyness brings bareness. And most of you are bare as can be. Most of you, don't look around, but most of you are naked in the Holy Spirit. You're, you're embarrassment. Come on. Can I be honest or do you want me to lie? I can lie and pamper you. Oh, you're all so good. You're all just, oh, you all got God. Oh, you're so, oh, you're so super spiritual. You want that or do you want the truth? The truth is, the truth is we're not doing what we ought to. Come on, it's not because we're ministers. It's not because we're traveling. It's because we get the Holy Spirit. She'll go in a room and, and spend time, and I go in a room, and then confessing time. So I got a lock on my door, but she's got no lock on her door. So I get, a, I get excited or some God say, I, I, I take the time, open that door, and I just open a crack and said, she said, out, out. I said, I just want to tell you that, out, out. But we need, listen to me, we need to grab a hold of the one that's got the answer. Do you know most, do you know most stuff will be solved when we get the Holy Spirit and begin to pray? Do you know that? And do you know that most stuff that we think is going to happen never happens? Oh, I don't know, Pastor. I think this is going to happen. Never happened, but no, but I think it's going to happen, Pastor. You pray for me, pray for me, pray. It's probably never going to happen. Get over it. Come on. Listen, God is moving. It's not time to sit and cry like babies, but it's time. Do you know I love you, right? Do you know I've got to put that in? Do you know I love you? Nobody's answered me. I got one over there, got one there, there's two. Oh, the whole crowd, too, said that. Not even you guys. <laughs> I spoke well of you, too. Can I, can I, can I readjust my word? Boy, I was sure they say, oh, yes, we know you love us. Oh, you know, but no, none of that. Well, that's all right. I'll forgive you. Broken promises. I promise that you speak well of me, but I feel what I know. I know what that feels like now. Broken promises. So I get find my heart. Uh, as soon as I find it, I'll make sure. <laughs> Come on. Are you ready? Are you, listen to me. And by the Spirit of God, listen to me. Hear me on this. We we need to get ready. We, listen, this is a critical time. You have to hear me on this. It's a critical day that we live in. And it's time that we shake off some stuff 
and put on some stuff. Come on. Church should be the most happiest, great. We should come in here dancing like Aaron. If you don't know how to dance, he'll give you dance lessons. <laughs> hey, Aaron, you know, what are you going to charge for that? I charge, make some money. We'll, we'll split it. We'll split it. 80 for me, 80% for me, 20% for you. Investment. I, I'm on. I, I listen to how you them investments. I've got a damn. Yeah, it was my ideal. I get the eighty, you get the twenty. So sign up for dance lessons. And you'll come in dancing to before the Lord, rejoicing before the Lord, praising before the Lord, and you won't come in your miserable self. That went over good, y'all. Come on, listen. You don't know what it's like. Standing up here and seeing some of your faces. <laughs> and you're trying to think, yeah, they, they got the joy, joy, joy. Where? I don't see it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We've got God. We win. We win. It's not getting it. Maybe I have to hit a couple people, shake a couple people, pick up a... We win! We win! We win! So if I could have the worship team come up, that includes you too, Pastor. And so what the prayer is going to be is that I come up and... Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.